same time, it, I, I dumbed it down to where now you're not paying me 10 grand a month to do SEO for you. You're paying me $50 a call and you're realizing that you're making $75 a call and you're like, give me all those on the world. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, we're sitting down with Anthony Sarandria. This dude is an expert in the lead generation space and in the marketing space as a whole. Um, in this episode, we're diving deep into marketing, and Anthony's going to share with you guys some tactical strategies about how you can really get inside the heads of your customers, of the people that you're trying to get to with your marketing materials, and how you can really reverse engineer that, and how he, how he describes it is sort of like method acting for marketing, which is a super fascinating concept that he breaks down how you guys can get started doing that. It's something that I'm definitely going to start to incorporate a lot more into the work that I do with my agency. Um, so if you guys are doing any agency work at all, uh, Anthony gives you guys some very actionable strategies for how you can start to improve that, start to get some better results faster for yourself and for your clients. He's also doing a lot of stuff in the financial space as well, helping people get out of debt, which is a mission that I am very passionate about as well. So we're going to touch on that a bit in the episode, but for the most part, it's going to be a marketing power hour where y'all are going to learn everything you need to know to be a more effective online marketer. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Anthony Sarandria to the podcast. I want you guys to sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money. All right, Anthony, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Doing great, bro. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It is a pleasure to be speaking with you. Now, our listeners got to hear a little bit about you in the intro, but for those of them that aren't familiar with who you are, what you're currently doing right now, give us like a 60-second snapshot of where you're at in time right now. Sure. So um, I run a large um, uh, tech platform that essentially uh, takes customers and Americans that are having um, issues with their monthly bills and finances, and we uh, help them get connected with programs to save them money every single month. So um, we operate very similar to a nonprofit. We're not a nonprofit, but uh, we essentially help Americans save money on their credit card bills, how much they're paying on their mortgage, get their credit repaired, anything around that um, uh, the financial spectrum we help with. Solid. I dig it. That's a mission that I am super passionate about myself is like helping people make good financial decisions. So I'm super stoked to be chatting with you about that. And then also about lead gen, because I know that's a big part of what yeah. you've been doing as well. So let's flash back in time though. I do like to start all the episodes off sort of talking about your upbringing your like middle school, high school years, since we do have a lot of younger listeners here. So in that time period, were you getting into entrepreneurial projects? Were you taking school seriously? Was it sports? Was it music? Like what were you doing? You know what? It's really funny. I, I, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur or that wasn't my goal to, to be one. Um, I genuinely like to, to help people. I thought at one point in middle school, I was like, I think I'm going to be a priest when I get older. Like hmm. I, I wanted to make a, uh, just an impact in the world and people's lives. Um, and I didn't exactly know how I was going to do that, but I knew I was going to, and I was going to figure it out and I was determined for that. And, uh, it felt cliche at that age. And now to see things come to fruition and continuously, and will continue to mold into, um, it, it's great. But to answer your question, it was, uh, never in my blood to think that I'd be an entrepreneur or, or be doing anything at the scale we're doing it or anything like that. It was more, it was more just genuinely trying to make a difference in the world. I love it. So like, what were some of those early experiences where you were making a difference? Like, what were some of those avenues that you like pursued? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, I, so at a young age, my best friend passed away from, um, having a, a brain tumor. So I had a, a severe, no, no, thank you. Uh, I had severe brain tumor and I just got to see in the last like six months of his life, the uh, courage that he had and how many lives he touched with um, his story, lack of fear, knowing that he was going to be passing away very soon. Um, 
he made even, I think it was maybe before even the live strong bracelets, it was bracelets that said hope on it. And I, you know, I, I write it on all my, my shoes, everything like that to keep a reminder for me. And, and it, it was it, this, this idea of like, you know, having hope when it looks, when it looks bleak or it looks, looks grim, which I think is translated a lot to my entrepreneurial life. Like I'll, I, I think one of my best skill sets is I'm able to uh, fully believe in something that it's going to happen even before there's any signs that it's even close to that. Hmm. Um, I think a lot of that was instilled by him, but to answer your question, um, you know, some of the things that I did was, uh, St. Jude's research hospital is a, is a, uh, famous brain, um, actually I think a cancer hospital overall, but I helped organize, I think this was in probably seventh or eighth grade, a, a fundraiser. I think it raised like over $10,000 or something crazy, um, as a seventh grader, just, uh, getting people to, to donate, to do like, instead of a running a marathon, it was a bike-a-thon. So you'd bring out your bicycle and things like that. So even coordinated at that age and it wasn't, necessarily to put on a big event or to have a bunch of people or even honestly to raise money. It was really just like this idea of how can I help people uh, get inspired by his story, like carry on his legacy. Mm, that's huge, man. That's huge. Like at a very young age doing those massive, massive things. <laughs> I love it. So transitioning out of like the middle school, high school area, um, I know you ended up going to college. So what was that decision like for you? Um, was that something that your parents really enforced? Was that more of your own decision or like what did that look like yeah great question so funny in high school I realized it was cooler at the time where I thought uh to be the funny kid and, and not get great grades so I actually remember like purposely missing questions on my math tests and stuff like that so I didn't ruin the curve or so that people like <laughs> like that like the, the girl or the guy next to me wasn't like wait you oh that test was so hard and I'm like sitting there with like a 90 like I remember the first one I got was like an A and everybody else was like 60s and not that I'm like a super genius or anything but sure. feeling like ostracized or outcasted and I was like I want to fit in. I want to be the man. So I started literally purposely lowering my grades, which sounds so funny in hindsight and not, not the right move. Um, and then you quickly realize like right when I graduated high school, I was like, it's not funny to be, it's not good to be the class clown anymore. Like that's not cool. It's, it's cool to be like the man, to be smart, to be educated, to have a future, to be, to be doing things with your life. Um, and hopefully a lot more high schoolers today feel that way uh, with social media. They're like, Oh, I want to do this or be that. But when I was in high school, we didn't have that. So mm -hmm. it was, it was, uh, it was very much like, uh, you know, you want to be the class clown was like the goal, um, which hopefully is not anymore. But to answer your question, going to college, um, it, it was 100% my idea. Um, despite being five foot 10 and white, I wanted to play basketball uh, somewhere. So literally been like, like last minute, instead of going to like a division three to try and play basketball, I went to ASU, Arizona State University, my backyard, my best friend at the time um, uh, was going there. And uh, so I was like, oh, sure, I'll go. I'll be there for a semester or two, whatever it was. So it actually wasn't like this big decision where I was like, hmm. oh, I'm going to go here. It was like, it was kind of like, it felt temporary. And then I ended up falling in love with it and like, and, and kind of transitioned from there. Awesome. So were you starting up any other projects or just like finding ways to help people throughout that college time? Or were you kind of just like sitting back? So uh, during college, it was, it was, it, I've, I've hit a point where I realized like my goal or my passion, which was to play basketball, mm -hmm. uh, wasn't what I was going to do with my life or, or, or be. And it, that was a really crazy realization for me to like hit, like it mm -hmm. to be, I don't think this is the future. And like, you got to think since I was like four, that was my future and my passion. Uh, so it was, I, I got, you know, I don't want to say depressed, but low where, where I didn't know what the next step was or what I was going to do. Um, thank God I found that in business, but you know, I, I had, I felt kind of lost. I'm sure a lot of people, I didn't know what, I knew I wanted to do something big, but I didn't know what it was going to be. So I was like, am I going to be a lawyer? Am I going to be here? I think I switched my major like three, four times. So I sympathize with that, with that, um, current like where, where people are sitting at in college or high school where you have all this passion you see all on instagram people doing big things speaking in front of big crowds you're like i want to do that i just don't know how 
And, you know, for me, I think I adopted this principle or idea that if I could cross things off my list, um, it was just as good as checking something. So if I was uh, valeting cars and I knew, like, you know, I didn't want to valet cars, I could put an X on that. And that was, if not more valuable than if I like circled the fact that I loved like Facebook or some of the Facebook ads or something like that. So uh, I think adopting that, that like seeking out those failures and being like super quick to, to hmm. work a job, get out of it. I think between in college, I think I probably worked 23 different jobs in like two years. Um, I'd work somewhere for like three weeks, get a taste of it, quit, or I'd have like three, four, five jobs at one point. And I'm just trying to gain different skills. Be like, oh, I kind of like this. I didn't like this. I like that. And it started like molding eventually where I ran out of things on the board to cross off. And I was like, oh, I think I like the internet because of blank, 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 you know? Huh. It's like picking up little things from all these different areas and like sort of figuring out how you can tie them all together. Yeah. I, you know, I, I believe that, that uh, I think action creates clarity. Um, so just taking like, you know, massive action, just doing a bunch of different shit, even if I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Like I was personally training at one point, I was like a Coca-Cola rep. I don't even drink soda on campus. Like just the most random stuff. But I was like, I just want to, I want to learn and I want to just take a lot of action. And I just trusted that like whatever that thing was going to be, that was going to allow me to amplify my reach to the world um, was going to come and I wasn't going to judge it or I wasn't going to be, you know, stress, get stressed about it anymore because it felt like a waste of time. So, um, you know, I would say a lot of people listening, you know, just taking that massive action really did and does create clarity. Straight up. So like what was driving you to be taking all that action? I mean, it sounds like that, that realization that basketball wasn't going to be your thing might've been a, a driver there, but like, what was, what was the motivation? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, I, I think part of me, I'm, I'm born with a very optimistic, high energy personality, but I think a lot of it comes from just like having perspective. Like if you, I believe like Tony Robbins is like quoted for this. Like if you make minimum wage in the United States, you're in the 1% of the world. And just like having this idea that like, what the hell am I complaining about? Or what am I down about? Like, oh, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like, screw you. That's your problem. People aren't eating today. You know what I mean? And like kind of just realizing like, the opportunity I've been blessed with, like if, if you're even listening to this podcast that you have technology to hear this stuff is like, like you're in, you're in the 1%, maybe even the 0.1% arguably to have, to have access to that. And just, so for me, it was like a no brainer. Like I've been gifted by being born where I was born and being the surroundings, the resources I did. Like I felt like I'd be, I'm wasting my life by not doing something huge with it. Like it's, you know, it, it feels like a, a waste. So anyway, so I think that's where that, that drive came was like realizing like, shit like i i was gifted a ton of a ton of tools in the toolbox like i'm doing a disservice to the world by not using these you know and again that's not me saying anything special at the time it was freaking just just having a phone just having you know being able to eat tonight having a roof over your head like you're gifted hmm. has gratefulness been a big part of your life and is that something that you practice regularly yeah i do and i try to and I actually I, I um i helped start a program at asu arizona state university college that um essentially all um, students that want to be entrepreneurs. It's a great program. And um, the, the school donates about a million dollars a year that funds different ideas. Um, and we helped uh, find entrepreneurs that uh, mentor and, and um, help along the journey to go from idea to validation to mass market along the way. And I think that I joke, like those like five hours I spend about a week there, which might not sound like a ton, but, but it is when you break it down, um, are probably the most valuable hours I spend because when I'm sitting across the table or I'm like, in the morning, I'm like worried about the fact that like we only spent $80,000 today on Facebook profitably. We didn't spend a hundred thousand dollars. And then I go and this kid's like, my mom's sick and I just want to make my first sale for my internet marketing agency. Like, like it just grounds me to the level where like I'm, I look at problems or I look at things coming throughout my day being thrown at me in a totally different light. It's, it becomes an exciting learning experience versus like 
it's very easy to get down. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I got this, I got that, I got that. This isn't working. This is working. So it's, uh, so anyway, I, th I think that gratitude or that like kind of grounding yourself is, is, is the most valuable thing people can do, especially now, especially your listeners. They're probably great at, at being around, you know, I think it's called the rule of thirds. Like you spend a third of your time with people above you so you can learn from them. You spend a third of your time with people the same as you. Those are your friends you hang out with and a third below you so that you can have some perspective. And I, I think for me, um, you know, I spent a lot, probably like 80% of my time with those above me. Cause I was like, I want to learn, I want to eat. And I'm so glad I did. And like people listening are probably that same personality type, but I think it's equally as important. If not, if not, you know, massively more important to be spend the time with those that are below you volunteering, things like that. Cause all of a sudden, um, you just view the world totally different. You view your, your progress in a totally better light than you would if you're just looking at it compared to, you know, you're comparing it to the guy driving the Lamborghini. Um, versus, you know, the, the, the daughter that you just fed at the homeless shelter tonight, you know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be, you know, feeding people at the homeless shelter, but whatever that, that give back is, uh, I think is, is, is a must. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So a lot of young people are always, I mean, they're, they're always saying this quote, like you are the, the, the sum of the five people you associate yourself most with. So people want to associate themselves with people that are above them. So how were you able to do that starting off at a young age? Like what are, what's your advice to a young audience who, who wants to start associating themselves with people at that next level? Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a couple things. I think one is, you know, I, um, by personality am very outgoing and it, it's forced. Like I'm not like you look at me now, you're like, oh, fast talker, confident, boom. Like it, I, I learned a lot of that stuff. Um, and I, and I knew I needed to, to, to get to where I wanted to go. So mm. <laughs> like, I literally would approach people at the gym that were shooting around on like a Tuesday. And I'm like, why are you not like at a nine to five? Like, why are you not at a desk job? Like, and I'm just trying to learn like, what the heck you do that allows that. So I'd say like, again, getting back to that, like action creates clarity. Like, um, but tactically, like I, I even today I, I go on LinkedIn and I'll, I'll message at least, I'll try and set up at least one meeting every other week. I would, if you've got more time, I would say weekly, I wish I could do it every day uh, with someone that's above me in whatever category I'm trying to improve on. So if it's fitness, if it's religion, if it's health, whatever it is, uh, it's not always business for me. And I started looking at myself as a business in itself. So if I could, if I could grow this being, you know, that's going to translate to how my business grows. So to answer your question, tactically, I would, I wouldn't, I think you'd be shocked how much successful people actually get more value out of meeting with a mentee um, that more than you do. And, and I, I truly mean that whether they know it or not, once you've made millions of dollars, once you've made a ton of money, once you've done all the cool, driven cool cars, all of a sudden it, it's not that same that hit. It's not that dopamine hit anymore. What is is seeing like, a really young, hungry kid who you see yourself in and you're like, that was me. And he's like, Hey, how do I get there? Like all of a sudden you're, and I'm blessed. I've had so many mentors that uh, had that, that, that insightfulness to see that in me um, that allowed me to be who I am today. So I would say I like literally I've, I've sat down with Damon John who's on Shark Tank, like just the craziest people just by reaching out. And I think, I think you'd be shocked if you make it very clear, you're not going to waste their time. Uh, I think you'd be shocked how, how many people will be willing to help you out. And I think just by getting out there and doing it, DMing them on Instagram, LinkedIn, hitting them, calling them. Like I literally will stalk people if I want to meet them. I'll do everything <laughs> showing up their house, throwing a brick through their, their window. And I mean that it's like, I'm being funny, but like, seriously, like if I want to meet with you, I'm going to figure out a way I'm going to figure out a way to do that. And I'm going to get that meeting and that persistence eventually, like someone's going to listen to me and they're going to, they're going to take the meeting. Yep. It's all about the follow-up. That's what I found. Like if I want to get a hold of somebody, it's all about the follow-up. Like people think they're being annoying. They think they're like hitting them too many times. I'm like, you would have to try very hard to hit these people too many times because they're getting so many messages. Like it's, it's just trying to stay at the top of the inbox. 
That's exactly right, bro. Grab a little mind share. Mm, exactly, exactly. So talk to us now about some of those early projects you were starting up um, right when you were just sort of getting started in the world of business and entrepreneurship. What were some of those first ventures you had? So I, th- I think for me, like I love creating things. Or I think that some of the best entrepreneurs create solutions to problems that they have themselves. So um, for me, that that like coming in from high school to college, like identifying where I wanted to go, where I wanted to live, if I wanted to join a, fr- a fraternity, if I was a girl sorority, things like that. So I created a site. It's hilarious in the in the hindsight. But it's called My Schools Got Swag was the name of the site. <laughs> uh, I did it with one of my one of my best friends at the time. That's the best friend. Excuse me, I keep saying it at the time, but um and um. It was literally a, a review site on, or it was like a, a travel agency for um, high school students to college students uh, to help identify, you know, what school's best for you, things like that. So it literally started out with just like forums on like Arizona State University's like all the dorms and something people would just comment like, I like this or tell stories or post stories. <laughs> I was going around campus. I had, uh, I was handing out condoms with my school's got swag stickers on it to people. Like I was trying to grab, like I, I look back and I'm like, I'm such a marketer by trade, but <laughs> I was just trying to grab people's attention, like taboo shit that's again, stood out from the noise. So literally I made yeah. it out on campus uh, to, to people to come use this site and it got, it got traction. It did great. And it started rolling, you know, and there were some failures, but uh, it was, it was, I really created it because I realized that was a issue I was having. And then when I would talk to high school students about like, even before, like any mentor, anything, like someone would just be like, Hey, my, my daughter's, you know, a high school student thinking about ASU. And I talked to them and they'd be like, that was so helpful. I read all these like, everything like these books and online and like they just give you the webster's dictionary version of the school but like you told me actually what's up you told me like hey she's not a party school anymore and i was looking for that you know or whatever it is yeah. like so I, anyway I, I, I created a solution to a challenge that i was having myself huh super fascinating so uh what what were sort of the outcomes of that or like what'd you learn from that entire like process or endeavor and i youtube um i taught uh, was i realized was probably the best is probably still the best book you know you hear read books and I still read books and they're great but for me um, a lot of stuff moves so fast today that YouTube and online is, is where you really learn so I learned how to develop a WordPress site I learned how to register a domain name and like this stuff that like now would take me or take you maybe even you or people listening like a minute would take me like yeah. four hours like I'm like point the DNS name servers I'm like, <laughs> you know like I'm like what like I don't know what that you know create a Facebook page and I'm like oh, okay so where do you go to do that you know like but I would literally so I spent hours of just trying to learn this this thing and I and and I think that that's a beautiful lesson too is it wasn't to learn to learn code or it wasn't to learn how to create a Facebook page or it wasn't to drive a cool car it was like that drive at three in the morning when my friends are like yo let's go out or go do something at three one in the morning midnight let's go out and do something I'm like I'm so infatuated by the idea of being able to help high school students find make the right massive choice of where to go to school because it changes their life like that's my why that was my why and that's what that's what drove me to watch an hour tutorial on how to install wordpress theme or things like that so i think a lot of people like would be shocked my background i hate computers i hated being in front of a computer the idea of being in front of a computer is ridiculous to me and i spend 12 hours a day in front of a computer now and it's like do i like at its surface do i like sitting and being on a computer like no but does it, is that, that's my vehicle to what I want. So I love it. I freaking love the computer. I love, you know what I mean? So anyway, um, that was some of the stuff I learned was like, it was like being able to do things that are uh, on the surface, ugly or not fun. Um, but making them very fun because I, I'm not thinking I'm learning code. I'm tricking my brain to saying that I'm, I'm changing lives of millions of high school students, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. So it seems like, yeah, like you said, marketing is really like in your DNA. So when did you sort of transition into the lead gen side of things? And when did that really catch your interest? Yeah, so I, I um, you know, we started a pretty large uh, ad agency. So uh, I, we got to play with other people's money, for lack of better words. So literally, like you got paid to, to play in a sandbox, like, which is really cool. Anybody think of starting an internet marketing agency, like you get this guy to pay you, you know, a couple thousand, a couple hundred dollars, whatever it is a month. And then they give you money like ad dollars or do this on my site. So I literally, you know, we're learning through someone else's money and time and resources, which is, uh, you know, maybe a little bit taboo to say, but it's awesome. Um, so we got a ton of reps and learning on how, you know, what attracts customers, what doesn't, what people like, what they don't. Um, and then for me, I think, I think because I'm, I wasn't like uh, a computer geek or I wasn't, you know, anything like technical, I was able to like, I'm still able to like, take numbers and, and ad copy and all these other click through rates, like all these things that you think. And I'm like, who's my guy on the other side of the screen. And I'm like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, what are they going? You okay. You need a DUI lawyer. Like I would literally like talk to a DUI lawyer and be like, Hey, my sister just got a DUI. Like, uh, what, 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 what do I do? And they're like, okay, so what street were they on? I'm like, Oh, that's right. They're going to DUI. Like they're calling from the street. Okay. Got it. Um, what jail? Oh, they went to jail after. So like all these things, like I'm actually understanding the, the customer on the other side of the screen to the point I'm writing ad copy. That's like, if you're in jail and scared, call me. And everybody else is like, best number one DUI lawyer here. You know, like so I'm, I'm hitting dead on. So that's, that's how I got really good at marketing was like dramatically. And I joke in a lot of interviews, I'm a method actor. Like I do everything to understand who that person I'm marketing to, or I'm trying to con convince or persuade. So I'm so armed with like, I know what's in your head that you don't even know. So subconsciously I can pull that on landing pages and ad copy and imagery and videos to where I can attract you. So anyway, once we, we realized we were, you know, making money for clients, which is funny, you should be, I, I think you should be productizing your service the second you're making money for a company. Um, not everybody, but like the second I realized like, oh, this DUI lawyer is making money. He's giving me 10 grand a month and I'm giving him 20 grand a month. Like, nice. I should just try and productize that. So that's essentially how I moved from service agency to where it's a lot about relationship and it's great. I get to learn other people's money. But honestly, the truth is like if we had a month where we did terrible, the guy liked me. He wasn't going to fire me because I'm best friends with him, which is cool. But at the same time, like it's not scalable. It's just, it's my personality that he's really buying. Like he's buying my comfortability where lead gen, you productize it. So I'm selling it on a, on a, a per phone call on a per lead a per sale of an e-commerce product where now it's a, uh, it's not about the relationship. It's very transactional, which is great for me because then I don't need to be there and you don't need to talk to me and you don't care. And at the same time, I dumbed it down to where now you're not paying me 10 grand a month to do SEO for you. You're paying me $50 a call and you're realizing that you're making $75 a call and you're like, give me all those on the world. You know what I mean? And then, so now it's a very, it's an infinitely easier sale because I can go to every DUI lawyer and go, Hey, I'll send you a, a customer for 50 bucks. They're like, Okay. Yeah. Let me try some, you know, so now it's a much easier sale versus give me 10 grand a month for SEO. Uh, I, I remove myself from the picture. It's a product. So you don't really care, you know, who, who made your, your, your Nestle's water bottle here. You just care that it holds water. It stays cold and it tastes good. So um, those are all factors that, that transition from uh, service agency to lead gen. Hmm. Super fascinating. So um, I'm fascinated by the method acting part, especially. So like, do you have any tips or strategies for our listeners for how they can really start to like embody their target customer who they're trying to reach with their messaging? Yeah, I, th I think a couple things. So one, if you have an idea or a business or product, like I seek out the negative and I try and remove um, uh, human feeling as much as possible. So I'll give you an example. So 
if I've got an app idea, um, I would go around. Uh, the other thing too, let me, let me step back. I think people think that it, it's a lot of, like they overcomplicate things, um, which is, is they're like, well, I need to raise money and then I need a focus group and then I need to at least have the app like where it's usable. It's like the st- my, my favorite story that I share with people is the story of the Palm Pilot, which, which led to the actual, what you have in your pocket or where, like your third arm right now. I'm sure you've got it on your body. Or right in front of you. um, the Palm Pilot, how it started was a guy had a block of wood that he carried around with him all day long. So when people would say like, oh yeah, we should meet up for dinner. He would literally pull out a block of wood, pretend to type in it, put it back in his pocket. And then when he went to, you know, he's, he's got dinner with Jeff or whatever, he'd pull out the Palm Pilot, pretend to scroll through it. And he's like, would I actually carry? Because if you think about it, you're carrying a thir- like a, an object with you all day long. Like you don't think about it because it's so used to it now. But like, it, it's weird, actually. It's really weird. So he's like, would I do that? And once he realized like, I do do that, I would do that, then he went in development. So anyway, so to answer your question, how you become a method actor is, is, is one is like, you realize, uh, you know, you break down all the barriers. So I would, if I had an app, I'd go to, I'd go downstairs to a, a bar or to a, whatever. And I play stupid and I'd go, I go, Hey, like I'm just a college student. My, my teacher developed this kind of stupid app idea. I'm supposed to get uh, like two or three negative things about it and then one positive. So I think it's like kind of the user, the interface is kind of stupid, but like, I'd love to know what, like what you think about it. And like, then all of a sudden they're not worried about hurting your feelings. I'm kind of like, I'm like directly trying to get the negative. I don't have like, like, you know, I'm looking for my mom's approval. Like if I want someone to tell me it's great, I'll go to my mom or I'll be making a ton of money off of it. Like I know my stuff's good because I make a ton of money off of it. And I know a lot of people use it. Like I don't need you to tell me it's good. Um, I want to hear how terrible it is because that's where I'm going to expose the pain points to be able to make it great. So if you tell me that you, you don't like that, it, it, it dings too loud, I'm going to make it dings less. And now all of a sudden you're going to buy it. People are going to buy it because you're the only one, you're not the only one that feels that way. So anyway, so seeking out negative, uh, negative feedback, I think is super important. And then um, breaking down so that people don't feel like it's a, it's a feeling thing. So I'll, I'll literally like pretend like it's somebody else's, you know, somebody else's idea. And like, uh, our school is a great one I use all the time. Like even now, like when we reach out, reach out, like I'm, I've been out of college forever, but I'm still a college student. Yeah. I'm doing a research paper. I really, I got to learn the negative sides of being a DUI lawyer. Like just using that silly example. Like now all of a sudden they're like, okay, well it sucks, you know, getting a DUI because of this, this, this. Meanwhile, I'm learning and I'm like, I'm arming myself with ad copy, you know? Hmm. That's fascinating. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how, how did that then transition into what you're doing now over at um, the stuff that you're doing with David? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very similar because I, I, you know, I grew up, my parents living paycheck to paycheck, um, credit cards, payday loans, all this stuff. So I get to see it a little bit there, but I, I really, uh, I personally was never in credit card debt or had issues and, and anything like that. So I had to, I had to learn, you know, what that psychology is for a consumer and I'm still learning and I learn every day. Uh, I call, you know, I, I call my customers once a week, I call them and I have conversations and I pay them to talk to me. Uh, and I tell them, I want to hear the worst, what was the worst part of your experience? Tell me now. Cause that, that's where I learned and that's where I fixed. So, um, same thing, you know, is, is even when you see our ad copy, our landing pages or messaging, it, it very much pulls on the, the deep rooted emotion. So for instance, like getting out of credit card debt, everybody else is saying, get out of credit cards, cut them up. They stink, you know, da, 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 save money. I'm saying save your divorce, like save your marriage. Um, don't commit suicide. Um, over debt, like things that are like, wow, like really deep. Like you start looking into it. Like I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, uh, saving divorces. I'm getting rid of suicide. I'm like, I'm, I'm allowing kids to get school supplies. Like 
all of a sudden like what's like deeper underneath okay yes they're saving money but really like what's the actual effect it's like i forget um the book or where i read it they said like landscapers like they're not cutting your grass they're giving you back your saturday so now all of a sudden when you're when you start to realizing like really what you're doing for for the homeowner is you're actually allowing him to have a relationship with his kid now all of a sudden like your ad says you know it, you know actually have a father relationship with your kid don't let don't let chores get in the way like who are you gonna work with you're gonna work with them you're gonna work with the landscaper that's like we cut your grass the best you know and quick like so anyway so uh, I think that's how it translates today is and so it's an ongoing kind of um, iteration and learning process but it's it's really just um, just deep thinking and, and deeply interviewing and talking to your customer and seeking like dig deeper that yeah yeah I saved money that's great what did you do with the money oh, we went to go store what'd you buy i bought my kid a ruler that's great how old are your kids you know and i'm just like asking i'm probing and then all of a sudden i get down to it like oh my god they haven't been in a fight in their marriage for the last two weeks since they're since they're able to get their kids school supplies like i'm like that's what i'm doing boom you know so mm. that's that's massive and like being able to like see those things outside the box because so many people they just they just stop it like yeah we'll cut your grass fast and that's their messaging but like yeah that's that's not what's important to people yeah well it's like you said it's like it's it's the standing out for the from the crowd like when you're trying to get a, a mentor or stuff like that so similarly it's like what what do like i look, try to look for what everybody's everybody thinks it doesn't work and then i just do that i do it really well like my like i i remember i was consulting for a local um a big real estate agency and i'm looking i'm like what does every realtor do they show their face like it's about them i'm like turn your back on your car. So all of his marketing is literally the back of his head and it says, it's all about you. And that's it. And he stands out. So when you look at realtors, you go on realtor.com, you see face, 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 pretty girl, pretty girl, guy looking good, suit, 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 back of his head. Boom. You're like, I got to talk to this guy. So anyway, so it's doing what everybody's, what everybody like says doesn't work. I, I do that. Like when people were like, Facebook lead ads suck. Like we made a million dollars off Facebook lead ads before we even have a site up on one of our verticals. Like literally I didn't have a website and we did a million dollars because everybody said Facebook lead ads suck. So I was like, guys, we got to figure this thing out. And it's hard and it's hard, but I love it because the harder it is, other people aren't doing. Hmm. Have you always, has that been something that's been natural for you or have you kind of had to develop that over time? I develop over time for sure. I, it, I think it's a, it's a, it'd be a blatant lie if I'm like, you know, I think, I think I made a decision in my head that if I, that if I'm commit, if I'm going to say, I'm going to go work out at five tonight, like no matter what it is or how silly it is, like I have to do it. It sounds so silly and like OCD, but it's like, I, I can't let myself down on any category in my life. So if I say, you know, in my head, I'm not going to drink soda today. Like there's no effing way I'm drinking soda. And I, and it's little and it's minor. Just take a sip. Your friend asked you for, Oh, it could like no. Like I, I, I had to discipline myself. It was like literally when I go out and like drink, like for the longest time I should get back to it. But I was like, you had, you're doing leg day at 8am. If you go out and drinking like literally, and like, I didn't drink till I was like 24, 25. Like, cause I was like, I don't want to fucking do leg day at 8 a.m. the next day, you know? And it's like setting these like reward punishments for yourself. I think it starts creating this like massive discipline. Yeah. How do you, how do you keep yourself accountable to yourself? Cause I know a lot of people, they, they tell themselves that they're going to do these things, but they never follow through with it. So how did you develop that? Yeah, I think I, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I look at myself very much as like, uh, this sounds silly, not like a robot or a computer, but like, I, I realized that like, like humans are predictable, which is, is weird to think about. Like if you've ever ran an internet mark, you know, an internet ad or something like that. And it's like, how is my cost per call, my cost per lead, my cost per sale, like relatively the same day today. Like this is a brand new set of a hundred people, thousand people, a million people. Like 
how it like humans are predictable. So realizing that my, like being aware of my predictability and putting like, putting that, putting play, things in place to, to help that or stop that. So for instance, like if I want to work out at the gym, like I put that out in the world and I tell everybody, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go like, not like annoyingly, but like, I'll tell my girlfriend, I'll tell my friend, like, yeah, I'm, I'm working out at five tonight. And then I'll get, I'll like recruit them. I'll be like, yo, you want to come meet me at five? You want to go? Let's do it. Boom, at five, like I'll, I'll purposely like, uh, I'll leave my like workout clothes stuff in the car, like any excuse, anything like I'm like beating myself to it so that at five when I'm dead, I'm going to be dead tired today. I, I freaking rolling on three hours of sleep. I don't know. I like, I, I'm not going to want to work out, but I'm going to have one or two friends meeting me there. I'm going to have my workout clothes there. Like I, 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 I should leave my wallet downstairs there where I have to walk down there. So like I'm witness to workout, not business, but I think it, it's very similarly too, where if you, if you, you know, you put it out there, all of a sudden you're like, shit, I got to do it. Like the term is like, I forget um, what famous like country or whatever, but what they would do is they would, it's called burning the, burn, burning the ships. So yeah. that you're familiar. So they'd come yeah. to war, they'd go burn the ships. And it's like, there's no more thought of like, ah, oh, we should retreat. We should go back. It's like, you, you got to win the war. You're going to die. All of a sudden, like you have a massive edge over that other guy on the other side of the army that like his ships aren't burned. And in the back of his head, when things are really tough, when he's really freaking out, He's like, I could run away. Like even that half a second, like I could like this turn, like I didn't turn because my ships are burned, you know? So um, I don't know how practically people want to take that or apply that, but like it's that idea of like burning the ships where you force the hand, you force your own hand, you have to do it. Whether, whether that's getting other people to hold you accountable or anything like that, like however you can force the hand, I would highly, I would recommend it. Hmm. That's huge. And I've, I've found a lot of the really successful people like yourself that I interview, they have that ridiculous self-discipline. And, and then when they say they're going to do something, like they do it 100% of the time. And that's something that I just don't see in a lot of younger people, especially like in, in, in the people that I like that are in my circle that like go to school with me that I'm like around most of the time. Like a lot of those people just don't have that kind of discipline. So um, I think there's definitely something to it. So I'm also, I'm also curious, um, we talked a bit about discipline, but I want to talk about focus as well. So how do you maintain your focus? How do you prioritize your time, your energy, your resources between like the different projects you're working on at any given time? Yeah, good question. I think there's, there's so much noise. Um, and the, the bigger you get, the more success, like the noise just gets louder and louder. Um, so I, I like, I'll, I will write down what's the one thing I need to accomplish today. Like, what's the one thing that if I do just that, that I did it well. And then I know like all these other little things and noise, like I got to knock this out. So some people like knocking it out first, last, whatever your sharpest, whatever it is. But like, I know I'm not going to sleep until I do blank. Like until I write, you know, a, a landing page copy or a new sales script for the sales guys. Like until I knock that out, like I am not going to bed. Like I don't care how long I'm up for. So all of a sudden like that. And then I'll look at, you know, I think it's the four D's. It's a do delegate, delete or defer. So I look at every task and first I look at it to um, delete it. I'm like, can I remove, like, can I justifiably just get rid of this? So like, I'll literally have like meetings and I'll be like, Nope, sorry. Like three minutes before I'm like, sorry guys, I'm canceling it. Like, can we reschedule? No, like I, I, my bad. Like, I'm sorry. I should have done a better job, but like, no, this, I shouldn't be in this meeting. It's a waste of my time. Um, and I don't mean that in like an egotistically way. It's just like literally auditing your day and your time. So, um, delete, um, and then I'm, I'm trying to delegate it. So can I give it to somebody else to do defer it, do it later. And then if it's a do, it's a must, I got to do it then. So I try and approach tasks. Like, is this going to move my life, my day, my business at least 5% further? Um, and if it's not, it's not worth the time. So at first it could be, you know, the, the tiniest little weirdest little thing, but you're like, this isn't really going to change my life. Like, I should delete it. And it's going to be weird. Cause it's like, 
you go from like, that would be a good thing to do. You know, like it would be a good thing for me to go do X, um, but it's not a great thing to do. And then I realized like the biggest thing that people, um, successful people do. And I, I hear it and it takes some time for things to click, but like finally it clicked for me. was like saying no. And like me, I'm the most like, yes, man, optimistic. Let's do it, bro. Let's go. Here we go. Let's get boom, boom, boom. Like it's been a massive progress, maturity progress that I'm still working on today to say no. And someone's saying, you want to go do this. And like, now I have to say no first and then catch myself and say yes after. So no matter what, like, you know what it is? I'm like, no. And then I'm like, thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, yes, I will. Or I'm like, no, I really shouldn't do it. You know? So, but, um, it, it, it's hard, especially like optimistic, young, fun, like boom, boom, boom. Say yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. Let's go opportunity. But like honing in on saying that, no, I think, I think you, you develop this focus on things because all of a sudden you've cut out a ton of the noise. Like I don't get notifications on my phone anymore. I like, I have them. So when I'm ready to respond to text, like I'll go through it, but I don't get pop-ups on there. Like things don't distract me anymore. I remove as much distraction from my life as possible so that I can just focus. So when I'm working, I'm working or I'm doing this and doing it and I'm doing it deeply. And that's all I'm thinking about versus doing it half-heartedly. That's the truth. And one thing that you mentioned there with those four D's and, and deleting things that really stood out to me is uh, on Monday, so like four, four or five days ago, I deleted Instagram. And I'd been thinking about doing it for a long time, but I just had it in my head that like, that's how I get podcast guests. That's how I get clients for my agency. Like, this is just how I build my business. And I just had that in my head for so long, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to delete it and see what happens because I knew that like the world wasn't going to fall apart. Like I already have clients. I already have people coming on the podcast. Like I knew it wasn't going to like end, but I just had it in my head for so long that I couldn't do that. Like there was no way that I could do that, but I've been off it for like five days now and the world hasn't ended. I've gotten more things done. I've served my clients better. And I think the interviews have been going better as well. So I'm just like, this has been such a beneficial change and I never thought that I could just delete it. But some of the things like that, you really can just delete it and the world is not going to end. No, it's great. And I think, I think at worst it, it helps you find a happy medium, you know, yes. From like to where like I'm sure there is benefit for your business on Instagram, um, and and maybe you'll get to the point back where you can reap that without the negatives of all of a sudden you're like fuck three hours I've been watching Instagram stories you know like <laughs> yeah get there but that I mean yeah that's amazing bro good for you hundred percent hundred percent I mean yeah there's pros and cons but yeah I think after after this one week um, I'll probably um, use it in moderation maybe every few days I'll like redownload again or something I don't know but <laughs> great too because there's a ton of there's a ton more apps and tools and things like that that make this much more easier to like, again, force the hand. Like there's apps that are like, you know, you turn your, you know, only allow this much on Instagram, then it shuts it down, you know, yep. or like whatever it is for the day. Like, so there's a lot more tools that people have built and things like that, but putting those in place, it's like it, all the way up to the zero moment of truth of like actually <laughs> do take the jump and deleting it. You're like, okay, I should, I should, I should. And then finally you just can do it, you know? You just do it. Exactly. And like you said as well, like auditing your environment and making sure like you're not like a lot of things in my life. I'll just like literally like structure my environment. So it's not even a temptation. So I don't have to like use the willpower to think about it. Like, especially like going to the gym in the morning, like my clothes are laid out, everything's ready to go. I've got like my pre-workout. I've got like everything literally ready so that I don't even have to like worry about it. So I think that's a very beneficial takeaway for listeners as well. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Leave your wallet at the freaking gym. Then you're like, Get, I need to go get that. You bet you <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Don't give yourself the room to to make that bad decision. You just you just gotta force your own hand. <laughs> I love it. So I've got some questions now that I'd like to ask all of my guests before we do wrap up the show. So you feeling ready for those? Let's do it, bro. 
Let's do it. The first of which is what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? It could be in your business, in your life, really anywhere. What's got you fired up? Oh man, the thing that's got me most fired up right now is um, this idea of removing, um, continuously removing the ceiling of your thought process. So for me, it's like, you know, you, you don't think you can do, you know, run a, a make a hundred thousand dollars, then you do and pop. And it's, so it's like kind of questioning that, like, it's like, you know, okay, I want my business to be a hundred million dollar business in five years. And then it's like, why is it gotta be five? Why can't it be three? And then you're like, why can't it be one? And then you start questioning like, shit, what do I have to do differently today for that to happen? And so it's this idea of like, even pushing myself even further and harder on and, um, and quicker and like really getting rid of like the ceiling that we set mentally. Like if I was like five years, I bet you like, it would take me five years to do it. If I say three years, I bet it takes me three years. If I say one, I bet I can pretty fucking close and not get it in one year. You know what I mean? So um, that's what's got me fired up is removing, removing even my own life or those around me, um, removing that ceiling of like, oh, I think I can do this. It's like, well, why can't you think that you can actually do this? You know, and all of a sudden you're, th you're like, holy shit, like I, I could go to the moon. You're like, what? You know what I mean? Like versus like, I just, I thought maybe it'd be cool to get out of the city, you know? So, <laughs> hundred percent. Do you have any habits that have served you particularly well, either in your business or your lifestyle? I think, um, caring about others over myself. So, so I think it's allowed me to, when I genuinely first thing I think about is how to add value to the other person's life. Um, I've, I get the most ridiculous value back like 10 times fold, like literally story last week i this this guy hit me up and said hey you know i've got some business questions can we meet for dinner and i was like sure and i know he's a he's a good guy like i'm successful all this stuff so i was it was i was like okay yeah let's do it so i sat down for dinner with him grabbed dinner everything was great i i gave him i'm talking giving him values taking notes all this stuff i i thought it was great too i got a value in that relationship and all of a sudden he, he, i get uh, uh tickets to the uh nba final i get to see the raptors when he gives me free tickets to the game so it's like that's obviously a super silly materialistic value way but i think it's a very easy way to understand like i drove an hour from my girlfriend's family's house to, to san jose to meet this guy talked to him gave him you know on paper the value um and then all of a sudden like i'm at the finals game you know watching watching the raptors win. so it's like that again it's materialistic as well but like that 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 kind of stuff is like adding value to others first, like, and not, I didn't expect anything. I didn't ask for anything. I don't want anything. And sometimes you don't get anything, but like overall I find like I am where I am and I am who I am because my first inclination is like, how can I add value here? Even the podcast, like how can I make this better? How can I, what can I do for you? And I don't expect anything for you. I have zero motive of helping you other than just help the world and just maybe one day it comes back to me and at the worst I feel good. So anyway, so that's, that's probably the biggest habit um, that, that, I, I continuously focus on and, and reap insane benefits out of. That is powerful, powerful stuff right there. Anthony, if our listeners have been enjoying the massive amounts of value, wisdom, and just education that you've been providing to them today, where is the best place for them to follow up with you, learn more about you, and um, all the different projects you're working on right now? Yeah, great question. I mean, uh, uh, contrary to what you just said, Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> My first and last name, so I post... Uh, <laughs> Uh, good stuff on there and learnings and shoot me a message or uh, I just got anthonysarander.com. Either of those are, are, are great ways to stay up to date or shoot me a message. So. Awesome. And I'll link both those up in the show notes for this episode as well for y'all to find. Uh, last thing, Anthony, again, super grateful for your time. Do you have any last parting thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to leave the listeners here with today? Yeah, I think it's uh, the idea around fail fast. Um, so it, 
again, getting back to the app idea, it's, uh, you know, you got to raise, it's got to be perfect. You got to be like, like just again, the Palm Pilot example, like fail fast, fall on your face fast. I want to fail a hundred times today. Um, cause I'm, I'm learning and I'm not scared to, to be wrong or to fail or to be told my stuff stinks. And I, I have no negative emotion to when someone says like, I hate your hair. I'm like, okay, what about it? And I want to learn and I want to know like, what do you hate about it? You know what I mean? And like, maybe I'll change it. Maybe I won't, but at least then, you know, I've got real honest, raw feedback. So anyway, this idea around fail fast, however you want to apply that to your life, um, is, is what I think sets people apart versus uh, people think perfection is it's not perfection. It's, it's failing fast. Mm preach on it. Anthony, it has been a pleasure. I really do appreciate your time and you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Great time, bro. Had a blast. Well, y'all, that is a wrap. That's another episode of Young Smart Money in the Books. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I got two quick asks of you really quick. The first of which is if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would mean the absolute world to me. We're closing in on 200 reviews right now. Um, I read each and every one of those. And if you uh, screenshot it, tag me in your Instagram story, I will be sure to repost that as well. The second thing that I want to ask you is if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, okay, learning how I was able to take young smart money from the ground up, turn it into a top 100 business podcast in a few short months, I put together this free training that I'm, I'm giving away to people, basically teaching you the secrets to podcasting, the stuff that other people aren't really talking about. Like you can find videos online of like the best podcasting setup or like the best podcasting gear, but no one's really talking about how to land big guests, how to network with influencers, how to actually monetize your show. So I want to put together a free training uh, for that. If you guys are interested, the link will be in the show notes for this episode. Otherwise, you can go to applecriter.com slash podcast. That's applecriter.com slash podcast and check out that absolutely free training that I put together for y'all to uh, get yourself educated in the world of podcasting because that's something that I'm really passionate about. So I want to teach others, but guys, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Don't want to waste too much of your time. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day wherever it leads you. And I'm glad you chose to spend this last hour here on Young Smart Money.